There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Speak to Sam McBride, who is the political editor with the newsletter. Uh, Sam, Good morning. Good morning, Frank. Sam, you've raised some worries with your reporting with regards to abortion legislation here in Northern Ireland, maybe something that people hadn't been thinking about. This is legislation which is going through the Houses of Parliament very briskly. It was um, it was first introduced really onto the, the legislative uh, scene last week as an, as an amendment in the House of Commons from the Labour MP Stella Creasy. It came at the same point where there was a separate amendment about same-sex marriage, um, which um, both were passed with overwhelming support from MPs, very, very large majorities. Um, but because they were attached to a fast-track uh, bill, which the Northern Ireland office had introduced. It was a piece of um, really quite technical legislation, but it was being rammed through the Houses of Parliament very quickly in the space of just over a week. Um, there was very little time for what would be the normal parliamentary scrutiny of legislation, and therefore that has led to a degree of um, lack of clarity and concerns expressed last night in the House of Lords, which spent several hours debating this legislation and trying to refine it in some ways and, and coming to some consensus on some of the areas um, under uh, under discussion here, but um, a, a series of questions which still do not seem to be resolved, and um, particularly in relation to the abortion um, legislation, which is um, much more complicated than the same-sex marriage legislation. And really, the essential reason for that is that the amendment which was passed by MPs did not simply extend the 1967 Abortion Act from the rest of the UK into Northern Ireland, that would have been a relatively straightforward procedure. It would obviously have been controversial with people who do not support abortion being made uh, legal in a, in a more widespread sense in Northern Ireland, but it would have been pretty clear legally. What instead has been proposed is that there should be a full decriminalisation of abortion in Northern Ireland. That's something which is not the case in the rest of the UK. And so therefore the government is going to have to write legislation from scratch, but that will not be primary legislation which comes before MPs, which is scrutinised line by line, which is uh, which is publicly publicly consulted upon before that happens. This is instead going to be done by something known as secondary legislation. That might sound quite technical, but it's very important because it essentially gives power to the Secretary of State to decide what happens here, rather than that being scrutinised by both government MPs, opposition MPs, and of course Northern Ireland 
uh, MPs and peers in the uh, in the Houses of Parliament. So is there a suggestion in all of this that the Northern Ireland law could be going further than the England and Wales law to the extent that the duration of the uh, termination could be could, could, could be different? I think that 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 is one of the areas which is still not really clear and didn't seem really clear um, even in terms of what um, the uh, government minister Lord Duncan in the House of Lords was saying last night. There was a degree of um, change throughout uh, the course of the uh, debate. He said at one point that he was very clear that there would be a 24-week limit in Northern Ireland. That would be the same as in the rest of the UK. But then there were other peers who said that actually that was incorrect because there are other um, very, um, well, pretty pretty ancient legislation um, still on the statute books which would which would potentially allow people to have abortions up to 28 weeks. And um, there is also this, this whole question about decriminalisation, that if nothing um, in relation to abortion law is a criminal offence um, and it's going to be regulated um, in, in terms of putting in term limits of any sort in some other way, what would actually happen to someone um, who goes beyond the, what what is proposed in the law? What would actually be the sanction there? Would there be some sort of um, civil process, a fine? Um, would it simply be down to what happens to the medics through their regulatory bodies, such as the GMC, where they would potentially be struck off if they, um, if they took part in something which was outside what Parliament had envisaged? There's really all sorts of questions here. And one of the concerns which was raised in particular by a Conservative peer um, who has a congenital, who was born with a congenital disability, um, was um, really in relation to disability. And this was um, Lord Shinkwin, who is a a uh, very prominent campaigner for those with disabilities and he, he spoke in pretty lurid terms when he said that with, for people with conditions like his they would in his view suffer the death penalty for the crime of being diagnosed with a, dis- with a disability before birth. Now of course under the legislation um, there will not be any literal sense in which people who are disabled will of course be aborted but what, what, what he was arguing was that because there, there is statistical uh, evidence that where abortion is available before for birth, for the purposes of disability, and um, for for conditions such as Down syndrome, that overwhelmingly that leads to those and um, those fetuses, those those unborn children, being aborted by their parents, and therefore. From, from his point of view, that was alarming. There ought to be something built in to safeguard um, those, um, those individuals. Um, so lots of unanswered questions. It is coming back to the House of Commons this afternoon. That will be for a final vote before it goes for royal assent. But as I, as I said at the outset, because this legislation does not actually contain the detail of what will happen, it really gives us a clear steer as to what is going to happen. There will be a very significant liberalisation of the abortion law in Northern Ireland. That is clear and that is the will of Parliament and there's no real question around that. But what is not clear is precisely what form that will take and I think we're likely to see that fought over over coming months and over coming years and probably not just fought over politically but probably fought over in the courts because this is such an unusual way to legislate and it's such a controversial area of law. Is it possible for any future Northern Ireland Assembly stroke executive to undo the law if they wished to? 
that yes, it would it would certainly be the case that, that they could do that, and that there would be two ways in which they could do that. If there was a Northern Ireland executive constituted before October of this year, um, this this law would simply not go through. So there is a sunset clause in it, which means that it will only pass if there is no Stormont executive. Um, I think it's very unlikely that we will have a Stormont executive by that point, and therefore, um, I think not not very many people are expecting that to uh, to uh, happen. So that this does not become law. I think the second way in which Stormont could have an influence here is that if Stormont comes back, this power remains devolved to Stormont. It could do whatever it wanted to do in this area. It could repeal this legislation. It could it could amend it. Um, but again, that would be that would be something which um, which would be starting from scratch, I suppose, at that point. And one of the issues um, which was raised by Lord Duncan, the Northern Ireland Office Minister, and by several other peers was that. Because of the way in which this is drafted, there will be a period of what he described as limbo um, between the repeal of the uh, the very ancient um, Victorian Offences Against the Person Act and um, provisions which prohibit abortion, which make it a criminal offence, and between this new regime being put in place. So there will be this period where um, it is it is no longer a criminal offence. Um, to uh, to conduct an abortion, but we do not yet have a a new regime as to what is permitted. Now he, he was making clear that that will not be a free for all. There will be other um, legislation which will try to um, impose some sort of order and some sort of structure to what is happening there. But I think even from his perspective, it was clear um, that there was no clarity as to what will actually be happening um, within a few months. And um, also, this was a debate which ran on very late last night. The House of Lords, because of the rushed nature of this, uh, rose at about um, a quarter to midnight. Um, there, there was a process there where they actually had to take time to print the bill um, so that peers could have a copy of it after there had been several amendments passed. Then they reconvened at about half past one in the morning and um, sat for about 10 minutes past more amendments in a largely empty chamber. Um, one of those amendments was, was potentially quite significant because it pushed back the date at which these changes would come in if there is no Stormont Assembly um, back up and functioning. They pushed the date back from January of next year to March of next year. So that would be March 2020 would be the point at which this would begin to take force. Um, but again, very, very significant questions as to what will actually happen at that point. Many, many questions to be asked. Uh, Sam, thank you very much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Much indeed.